Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn, and for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, we're going to meet Tim Williams. He is the fairly new, he got here in January, director of the Astoria Parks and Recreation. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Donna. Thank you for inviting me here. Well, I'm very happy because I want to hear about your background. We want to introduce you to the community. I know the Daily A did an article when you first got here, and you've been on the job as director of Astoria Parks and Recreation now for um, three and a half months, something like that? Yes, that's true. Okay. And so... Let's find out a little bit about Tim Williams. Please tell us about yourself. Where were you born? And tell yeah. me, tell us how you got into this business. I was, I was born in a rural city in Idaho, Blackfoot, Idaho. I grew up there. I don't think I left the state of Idaho until I was like 19. So I, I'm a homegrown Idahoan. But since then, I've, I haven't been back to Idaho to live. But I, I currently come from uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Which is a town of about 50,000, About 50,000 right? people in south, southeast New Mexico. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful town. I have a lovely family. Uh, I've enjoyed being here in Astoria. It's, well, what made you decide to go into, because, I mean, I guess, is there a degree that, I mean, what is your, because you are essentially a parks and recreation expert in some way. So how, how does that work? Well, I've been in this field for nearly 30 years at different agencies, but I, I went to Brigham Young University in Utah, uh, gained my degree, my bachelor's degree in parks and recreation management, and got a master's degree in parks and recreation administration. And so it, it got me really excited. Uh, I think I shared a story in the Daily A where... Well, share that again. I love this you, story. You want me to do that? I do. I, I hope it's, it's newsworthy. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it did make the Daily A. Who knows A, what so, news is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, as any, any uh, young adult that's going into college, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life. They're, it's a crossroads. And I was kind of in that, that situation where I was trying to figure out what major did I want to go into? So I was walking up to campus, and I noticed this young lady w- walking towards me with a jack-o'-lantern. So I was compelled to say, hey, where would you get that jack-o'-lantern from? And she said, well, in my Rec 103 class. And I thought, well, that's really right up my alley. So that's really what introduced <laughs> me to you know, Parks and Recreation is, is that lady that was bringing that jack-o'-lantern down from campus that— piqued my interest. Yeah, because it's it, it was it was, it, looked, it looked like fun. She was mm-hmm. doing something that was uh, active, and um, because I think a lot of times um, people aspire to a career in business, and they don't realize that they're going to be inside a locked an office with maybe closed windows. And and certainly when I've talked to people who like um, at Lewis and Clark National Historical Park, um, that path taking that path where you're working in the natural world uh, in a lot of ways with parks and rec and you're working with young people and you're working with ideas and crafts and all of that Mm -hmm. that's it's very exciting yeah and it's very enriching and rewarding when you when you're in that that field i can recall uh in a sports program that i was overseeing and we were using a school gym and this and a lot of times if you're a park and recreation professional uh, when you're using school gyms, sometimes you get bumped by the school. They'll say, hey, we've got this other class that's going to be in there, so you can't run your basketball program this, this time. So, so when we do that, we have to do what we call make-up games. And so we have to reschedule the games. And so this one parent of this child came up to me and said, my son doesn't want to play in the make-up game coming up this weekend. Uh, I don't know what to do. And uh, after we dug a little deeper, we found out that the kid said, I don't want to wear makeup. 
in this game. He didn't want to wear any kind of makeup. He thought he would have to have to wear makeup to oh play in this gosh. game. Oh so it was gosh. kind of a, an interesting <laughs> take because kids just take you literal, you know, and, and, and that's yeah. the beauty of working with youth and, and uh, young adults in the community is right. you never know what's going to happen. And, and, and you just got to be ready. And it's always enriching for yeah, me. Yeah, you don't know. You're right. What their perception is going to be. So what did you do in Roswell, New Mexico? I was the Parks and Recreation Director there. So we had like four or five divisions. It had, the, the, of course, the Parks and Recreation, uh, a golf course, an 18-hole golf course, a cemetery, which I oversee here, too, and a zoo, which is kind of a neat thing to say on your resume that you, over, you watched over a zoo. That is. And a town of 50,000 had a zoo? That's had, unusual. Yeah, it had a zoo. It was more of the native uh, uh, species in the in southeast New Mexico, but it had bears and cougars and lemurs. Lemurs aren't in southwest or southeast New Mexico. They're from Madagascar. So uh, we had a variety, but most of the, the, the uh, exhibits were native. Mm-hmm. And then you heard about this position in Astoria, and of course, a lot of folks knew Angela Cosby. She was here mm-hmm. for, for several years, and 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 they heard, oh, Astoria Parks and Rec has some some budget challenges. We have a lot of parks here and everything. However, what excited you or piqued your interest about coming to Astoria? Well, in my my previous job, I used to work in South King County up in uh, Washington. And I really loved the terrain. I loved the weather. It was, always, it was never very hot, and it never really got super cold. And so when I was in uh, Roswell, New Mexico, that, that triple digits is not uncommon. It's a desert, in that dry, really, a high desert, climate. right? Mm-hmm. And so I was seeking for a, a great opportunity in a smaller community. Because I've learned from smaller communities, Donna, that, that you can be more part of the community. You can build community. You know your neighbor. You know those organizations that provide the great service to the community. And not that Roswell couldn't offer that, but in a town of 10,000 people, you can really get into that. And that's what I was really seeking for is some, a good opportunity to come back to the coast. And then, of course, doing my research with some of the leadership here uh, in Roswell, in the city, and, and throughout all the organizations, just impeccable. It's just great to be a part of that. Well, you said Astoria was incredibly welcoming to you and your family when you got here. That, and, that is correct. And you said that people offered to even help you move in, and, yeah. and so you're living in Astoria, and you have children in school now. I do. I have, I have two, two young children at Astoria Middle School. I have a senior in high school uh, just taking courses online since she was moved from Roswell High School. So we just decided to do her education, her degree, diploma online. Uh, that's a challenging thing for young young people to be uprooted and brought to a new community. Oh, that's true. But she feels welcome. She's made a lot of friends. Uh, my kids have made lots of friends. They're involved with track and field that, that's offered at the school and making good friends there, and too. And so, Tim, when you came here in January... What did you know about SRA Parks and Rec, and what did you find out? Oh, well, why don't we just educate the public, even the mm-hmm. listening audience, maybe now, about what is SRA Parks and Recreation? Well, let me just begin. You know, when I, when I lived in uh, Washington, we came down here as a family a couple of times to visit Astoria because it has such a rich history here, and uh, the, the, the coastal climate, the, the hills— 
I mean, just driving up 8th Street, it's, it's, it's like you're launching off a rocket pad, you know, you're going straight up. So uh, I was standing with my wife down there on the, on the river walk, and, uh, and she said, this would be a great place to live. And I, and I never thought that this would happen, but I said, yeah, this is a great place. People are warm and friendly. And, and so anyway, that's kind of what turned me on to, to Astoria when, when this position became available. And you knew, though, that there were some challenges with, you know, budgets and parks and all of that. So what is the what is the role of Astoria Parks and Recreation? Let's let's do Astoria Park and Rec 101. OK, our, our Parks and Recreation Department, it has three divisions in it. It has the Aquatic Center. It has the, the Recreation Division and, of course, the Park Maintenance Division. And all of them operate uh, distinctly different because uh, of all the parks, I don't know if you've noticed in the in the city that we have a lot of pocket parks. We have Tapiola, which is one of our signature parks that provides lots of activities. Uh, we have uh, some of the, the McClure Park, which, which is where we do our movies in the park. Uh, Pioneer Cemetery, which is a beautiful green space up there that has a lot of rich history in it. Uh, the Aquatic Center is is uh, is an indoor playground with the slides and the the, the little kiddie pool in there and the the, the zero depth entry swim lessons I swim have a lessons kids lap swimming. swimming yep absolutely yeah. and 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 so uh, our parks division takes care of so many different parks it's, and only have a few people that can do that <coughs> and and the parks and recreation I know when Angela was in it, it's 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 been stretched and mm-hmm. you all have needed resources you've needed and we actually then had citizens who were volunteering and saying oh, I'm going to take care of this park and and mm-hmm. all that so um so how does that work so let's talk about the three divisions so the aquatic center is is pretty much self-sustaining right now well well when it's an aquatic center, and this is nationwide, yes, aquatic centers have difficulty be- becoming a hundred percent cost recovery. That's true, actually. Yes, you know. So, yes. but but this pool does a great job. It's more than fifty percent cost recovery. It's near sixty percent, and uh, a lot of pools are only twenty to thirty percent across mm-hmm. the country. Well, it making... saves lives because kids are learning to swim there, and Correct. it provides a recreation opportunities for people who can't do other kinds of physical. Um, you know, exercise, and they need water-based exercise. That so is correct. That's yes. really important, and um, and so we'll talk more about. There's a splash into summer event happening, but we'll talk about that later when we talk about events. So, so the aquatic center um, requires obviously um, staff, and um, and it's it's providing a great service to the community. Then you have park maintenance, and like, how many employees are there now? At how much staff do you have, Tim? Well, I have ten. 10 full-time staff members in each, you know, combined in both all three divisions. But that's not um, a lot when you have a lot so com- much to take care of. And, and, and on the national average, that's below the national average mm-hmm. on the number of, of staff per acre or per uh, population uh, um, in, that, in that community. Right. So we, we have to depend on partnerships with the foundation, which raises monies to provide scholarships for youth to be in the swim lessons or go to the pool and enjoy themselves or enjoy a recreation program. We have friends of the column that take care of all the grounds at the, the column and they've, they've purchased uh, led lights that can light that column up in different colors 
every night on the hour. Yeah, I was out of town when the column, the lighting ceremony and all of that happened. So so just for those folks who may have missed that, so we, we have new lighting. Could you explain a little bit about the new lighting at the column? Yes, you know, the, the, the lighting at the column can do all sorts of colors. It's, they're LED, they're, they're computer programmed, so you don't have to manually, manually go out and flip a switch. It's all programmed. Um, they light, uh, the the, the, the uh, column lights up every night during the dark time on top of the hour, say 9 p.m., you can see the lights. For you, five minutes. For five minutes. So at the top of the hour, the column is lit. That's Every correct. from starting like at what seven or eight or nine o'clock at night or something, Dep- depending on the time of year. Yeah, when it's dark. Yeah. Yes. When it's dark, then on the hour there's a five minute lighting, and then is it dark the rest of the time or is it just the white light that's they always have been the there? white light on the it. white light that's always been there. So there's not okay. a cost involved with this because they have to still light the the column right. okay. uh, with white lights. To, right. So, but if you want to see those new colored LED lights, then it's every hour. Um, yes, throughout that's correct. The night. And then they uh, they light it up all night long on federal holidays and selected holidays throughout the year. Right. And so the Friends of the Astoria Column, they help with maintenance of the park. Then you have um, the foundation, the Astoria Parks and Recreation Foundation Board is what really helps get sponsorships and funding and donations for all these programs that you offer. Yes. And so we want to talk about all the programs that are being offered, not only for children, but for families as well. And we'll do that in the second half of the program. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn. And today we're talking with Tim Williams. Tim um, took over as director of Astoria Parks and Recreation here in Astoria um, in January. And we're talking a little bit about what he found when he moved here and what's going on with Astoria Parks and Recreation right now. So you have all the parks that you have to maintain. And fortunately, you have some partnerships and and uh, uh, to and volunteers working on that. And and I know that you can use volunteers, and we're going to also talk about that too. Um, but let's talk about all the programs that are being offered. Yes, we 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 have many programs that people can enjoy. We have youth sports. Right now, we're doing softball, girls softball, adult adult volleyball clinics. Uh, in the sports arena, adult softball is about ready to begin here in another month. But what's for the kids is we have a kids zone for after school care. And you're based at the Astoria Yacht Club, which is like that, the right near Lewis and Clark yeah. area. Okay. Yeah, 1555 Marine Drive. Okay, so that's the headquarters. That's where your offices are. And that's where all these programs take place. The fitness classes, the kids yes. after school. So, so the kids have... zone is for after school. Yeah, that's for after school. So Lewis and Clark and Astor Elementaries, the school district buses them in, and uh, we take care of them for that time when mom or dad can't get off work yet. Get off work yet, so they come in and pick up the kids, and and they're always doing activities, crafts, sporting activities, uh, going out on the playground, playing some games. So they stay very active. It's it's not where they're just watching TV every day and. A that's movie. so important. Good. And that's that's a time for being social, too, away from school when they can do fun things, play things. Not that, They're that, not in the learning mode. Well, they are. Every time, Everything you do is learning, right? I mean, yeah. and, and it, play is yeah. very important. It's enriching. And, and, and when kids are in grade school, especially third grade, is when they start to develop, you know, their abilities to learn better, to to retain information better. And so we try to focus on those kids, uh, uh, you know, 
getting the recreation and physical education that's necessary because sometimes they don't get that at the schools because they're learning the education curriculum that, that's set forth where it's a different setting and they're with their friends and and it's just a great atmosphere for all the kids to be together. So you're providing a lot of activities, classes, and sports opportunities for young children. Yes, that's correct. And you actually could use some volunteers to coach, yeah. right? Yes, we always have, like with the girls' softball, we need coaches to come in and volunteer and teach the basic skills. If you don't have the knowledge of the sport, we will train you to, to be a good coach and really? make it a that's positive great. experience for yeah, you. Yeah, that's wonderful. So that's a way for an adult to be active as a volunteer with SRA Parks and Rec. That's correct. And also help our young people do yes. things. But so you, and you have other programs. You have like the movies after dark in the park, which yeah. are for families. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the movies after dark, it's done by the foundation. Mm. We support it. It's more of an adult mm-hmm. uh, uh, crowd because mm-hmm. they have, they serve alcohol. They, they serve serve food there but they play movies that are kind of for people that are a little bit older than the regular uh, adult uh, they have F- ferris bueller's day off they have guardians of the galaxy and then the the remake of mary poppins coming up this summer uh-huh. and then our, our recreation division puts on movies in the park for families and they do that at uh, lindstrom park up by peter pan market Okay. Uh, and so that that's more geared for families, right. and it gets good attendance. And then what about adult programs? So there are children's programs, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about also you have some camps coming up this summer. But what are the adult programs? Like there are fitness programs for adults. What are those? Yeah, we have, we b- both at the pool and at the recreation center, we have uh, uh, classes like spin classes, TRX, pound classes. If, so if you're looking to kind of get physically fit, um, you're looking for an atmosphere for social. They're all very social. They play really great music to keep the rhythm. You can do that either at the recreation center or at the at the uh, Astoria Aquatic Center. Right. And the best way to find out is go to AstoriaParks.com and find out all the different classes and things that are being offered um, for adults and children. Um, lots of family-friendly things. Um, and then you have some day camps for children coming up this summer. We do. And uh, our day camps, we, we're taking it to another level. Uh, we're doing field trips for the kids every week, uh, so, which is something we're added, we've added into the the program on a regular basis and also they're taking trips to the pool to learn to swim so it's a it's it's a great opportunity for kids to have something to do during the summer uh, a great place for for kids to be in a positive and safe atmosphere and um, you have to sign up for that. So the best way to do that is, again, online, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, go to the website. Okay, good. And then what opportunities are there for the public to engage and be involved? Well, so, well the most important thing, you said you're, you're looking for sponsorships, you're looking for volunteers, and you're looking for participation. And one way that people can participate is the next event that you all have coming up, like a big public event, which is kind of, is that a fundraiser also? It, it, it is. Yes, and that is the run on the river yes. May 19th. So May let's 19th. hear about that. What is so that? So the run on the river is actually uh, sponsored by the, the, the Parks Foundation. It's one of their biggest fundraisers to uh, 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 raise money for scholarships. But we're a partner with them and also Bowie Bear. Some of the other businesses within the community are helping sponsor that event. But we're looking for people to 
either sponsor, which if you're wanting to sponsor and get recognized, you need to get it, get it done real quick by going to our website. Also, uh, we need volunteers. We need people to be on the course, make sure runners are going in the right direction, people to help with registration, handing out packets. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of things that we need people to help out. And it's a great, and it's for, is it for all ages? It's for, yeah, we have a kid's run. And, uh, uh, and, and any kid can run in the adult divisions, but we have a, a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon okay. that, that's run on the Riverwalk. So that's May 19th, and you want to register online, and if you want to volunteer, that would be great, too. Um, and again, raising money for scholarships for these for kids who don't have the opportunity or the ability to be able to take some of these classes, to participate in some of these fitness programs, that's so crucial because um, you were just saying that research has shown that kids who are physically active and have these opportunities mm-hmm. do better in school and in life. That that, that is correct. It's it, kids kids uh, become better better citizens. Um, they they learn to uh, take care of themselves. We have so many chronic diseases that are going on, and it's because of they're not getting physically fit, or they're not learning those skills early on in life. Well, there's a lot of, you know, talk about all the devices that we're, everybody's on their devices. We're all victims of that in this culture. And um, and to really be active and be outside and be in the natural world is is a tonic. It is medicine that we need. That and, um, and that is, uh, I think, finally being realized now that being indoors all the time is not healthy for us. And so not only do these programs that you offer, um, all the fitness programs and the, and, the, and the softball and the coaching and the day camps and everything, but just being able to go to a park and sit quietly and hear a bird singing, that's crucial. And I think you mentioned that, um, that parks are healthy for the ecosystem here, too. It, it is. When you have storms or inclement weather, it's a, a good resiliency for flooding, uh, for damage uh, in, in the community. Um, of course, it... it also, parks uh, create a better uh, opportunity for businesses to come into into your community. Quality of life, absolutely. Quality of life. People, uh, yes, um, that's, that's right. Yeah, and, and uh, property values tend to increase when you have good parks and recreation programs. So there's a plethora of different uh, benefits that parks and recreation does offer. And I know that um, we've hinted about this. So how are you doing budget-wise? I know you're having to really, this is a tough thing because you're trying to figure out, like, how do we offer, continue to offer these high-quality programs when we have budget constraints? Yeah, well, our main focus right now, Donna, is is to shore up our policies to make sure that we're spending the taxpayers' money in a, an appropriate way. Um, creating good quality programs that people will want to come back to time and time again that they'll spread the word so because if you don't produce good programming people spread it all over the 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 community that you know there's not good quality programming we want to first focus on that and that's what we're doing this year to make sure everybody's uh feels really comfortable what 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 they're doing and providing good quality programming that doesn't mean that we can't partner with a sponsor or a, a donation to offer additional programs. Uh, that's that's how we can do 
additional programming is through sponsorships. Oh, so if someone is listening to this program, they have an idea, and they say, you know, I'd be willing to put some money up for that. I think this would be a great opportunity. I want to help. I want to do that. Then they can get in touch with you and talk with you about the programs that are already ongoing and maybe the opportunity to bring some new programming. Yeah. Don, I had a, a, a person in the community that came up to me and said, why don't we run a kid's triathlon? And, and those are really great. They're, they're, they're not super competitive. They're easily handled by uh, uh, volunteers that are in there. It's not super competitive. But what I told this person is, yeah, we would be open to that, but we got to be able to show that there's sponsorship monies or volunteers that will come in and help run those events with us. So it's, it's sustainable. It's, it's something that we're not dipping into our budgets to uh, go over the budget constraints. So uh, those are things that we're looking for, partnerships, uh, people that can come in and, and, and make a difference, which we have a lot of different agencies in this town. We just had the, the Easter egg hunt last weekend, and that was done by the Elks Club and, and Rotary Clubs. We walked away from it. But they, they ran a great event. And so it doesn't really mean that Parks and Recreation has to do everything. If we can partner with people, and if there's agencies out there that want to provide recreation programs, we welcome that. Oh, that's excellent. And I, well, I like the fact that you offer opportunities for people to play. Yes, there's a competitive aspect if you're doing team sports. That kind of thing is, is, is happens. However, it's you have a little, there's something for everybody in all the offerings that you have. Um, and actually, we just have a few minutes left, Tim. So, oh, um, and we wanted to talk about the Splash into Summer. Talk about that June 1st, Splash into Summer. What is that? Yes, Splash into Summer is, a, is an event that we came up with to say, Thank you, Astoria, for what you do for the city and especially what you do for our Parks and Recreation Department. It's a little thank you back to the community. It's a free event. It's been it's being sponsored by by Nygaard Logging. We have uh, the Van Dusen family that's donating product, uh, Walmart that's donating product. We have all kinds of different partners in that event to make it a free event. So that's on June 1st. From noon to three, the public can come in and swim for free. Just come down, and, and you don't have to pull out your pocketbook or anything. Just I'll, participate yeah, just in per- this. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have entertainment. We'll have games. We'll have food, hot dogs for everybody to eat until they're out. Okay. So All right. it's a great event. Uh, we're getting the fire department involved. We, we, we have uh, um, Recology that's doing uh, some of the refuse that's produced by that to take away that we have the tongue point volunteers coming in to help clean up the event. So uh, it's a very little cost event, if at all, once we, we solidify everything for, and it's just a thank you to, to Astoria for what they do. Okay. So May 19th is run on the river and June 1st splash into summer. June 1st, you don't have to register, right? You just show up. No, it's just a drop in. Just yes. drop in on June 1st. But on May 19th, if you want to volunteer to help at that event or if you want to participate, go to AstoriaParks.com and register. And so we just have a few minutes left, Tim. Any last things you would like to tell the listening audience that maybe we didn't talk about or just any last things that you want them to know? Well, I always want to come back to what I told you earlier, Donna, is it's just a friendly community. People want to help. You don't have to go out and ask people to help. Their, their, their attitude is, where can I help? 
And so that's what I love about this community. It's got great leadership, has great organizations. The residents are, are the salt of the earth. I mean, when I was moving into my home, I had people, neighbors coming over to say, can I help? And uh, that was really, uh, that resonates in my mind that this community is about helping others, helping the community grow. So I just want to say thank you to Astoria for welcoming uh, Tim Williams and his family into the community. Oh, Tim. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I'm so glad. And thank you for for taking on this task of of, um, directing and taking care of Astoria Parks and Recreation, a really crucial um, entity which provides wonderful opportunities for our young people, families, people of all ages, actually. Um, So, again, visit AstoriaParks.com. Get involved with Astoria Parks and Recreation. There are opportunities for you to participate, to volunteer, to be a sponsor. So please check it out. Thank you so much, Tim, for being here today. Thank you, Donna. I appreciate it. So glad your your first few months are going so well. Yes. Very good. And uh, my gratitude today to Dylan Hauserschalk. Very good. And and, uh, for being the amazing engineer and fine young man that he is. And also... um, Thanks so much to local talented banjo instructor Michael Brun for his original theme music for this program. Until next week, find a moment for yourself today. In fact, right now, take a deep breath. Mm, It's so good for body, mind, and spirit. We just need to take that little break. And then focus on all the things that are going well in your life with gratitude. There will always be those things that don't go well. Focus on the things that are with gratitude and then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, the only one you really are, and for doing the best you can. And people are trying to do their best. If they knew better, they would do better. And we are learning every day. And appreciate being here in this now moment, the only moment which exists on the amazing planet we call Earth.